0: Welcome to the In Your 20s podcast where we figure out what the we're doing in our 20s. Oh my freaking gosh, guys. We are at the 100th episode of In Your 20s. (laughs) Like, I'm in shock saying that out loud because I think this podcast is the longest relationship, longest non-toxic relationship that I've ever had. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe we made it. There are times that I wanted to quit the show, or I wasn't sure if, like, I was just talking into the abyss. and doing a 100 episodes, it's a lot of work doing this podcast, I didn't really know where to take it. So getting to this major milestone, I thrilled, ecstatic, relieved. I feel like I've really accomplished something, and it wouldn't be without you guys. So thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Now, if you guys know me, I am sentimental as fuck. I love, love to be sentimental, be in my bag, cry, you know, the vibes. So when I was starting to think about the 100th episode, at first I was like, oh, should I do a solo episode? But then I was like, I don't really want to do that. I want it to be a little bit more powerful. Then I was thinking, okay, who should be my guest? Now, I could have reached out to anyone. I mean, maybe not anyone. I don't think Beyonce would have responded to my emails. I really just wanted the 100th episode to be as intentional as possible, which is why I am so excited to reintroduce today's guest, who is technically not a guest because he's going to be hosting today's episode, but it is one of my best friends since childhood, Joey, Gucci without the G, Uchi. Who I usually call Joseph, but during this entire episode, I was calling him Joey. And listening back, I was like, who am I? I don't call him Joey. If you've been listening since the beginning, Joseph was my first guest on the show. It was episode one titled Traveling on a Budget, 30 minutes long. We were just shooting this shit on like a random app that connected both of our phones, was in the middle of quarantine back in 2020. It was a lot. So to kind of have this full circle moment, to be using new software, utilizing video, and all this stuff. It's just really cool. And Joseph is the perfect, perfect person to have for the 100th episode. I could go on and on about how much you guys mean to me, how much this show means to me, but today I'm going to be doing more talking, but I'm also going to be going down memory lane over the past two years with Joseph as he asks me questions. So we're shooting the shit and having a good time doing it let's get into it the first person i ever had on the show one of my best friends joy without the Gucci.
1: that's me i'm
0: back who would have thought do you think that like our first episode that we recorded does not look anything like how we're recording right now
1: yeah i remember we were kind of going with the flow it was something it's definitely changed and evolved but we're gonna dive deep into that so i think that's cool
0: yeah, like, guys, our first episode, it was in my college house, in one of my roommate's bedrooms, whoever had the most clothes to, like, absorb the sound. We were recording on our phones, like, some random app, no video, the audio was low-key trash. I mean, granted, <laughs> it's still one of the most listened-to episodes
1: ever. oh uh-oh, I didn't know that. That's good to know.
0: Yeah, it was called <laughs> Traveling on a Budget or something like that. Yeah, And... I don't know if I even asked you this during our first recording, but before I give Joey the reins, I've got to ask you how old are you and what's a random fun fact you've learned in your 20s?
1: Okay, I am 24 years old. And one thing that I learned in my 20s is that, oh my gosh, what did I, I don't know, did I learn anything in my 20s? I did graduate from college, but, but no, I think one of the things is just embracing like everything as it comes. I moved across the country and You know, I thought it was going to be very challenging being away, which it definitely is at times. But I feel like I've already grown so much like by doing that. So I'll say just embrace opportunities as they come. You might not think that that might be good for you, but just explore it a little bit and see if it might be, you know,
0: 1000%. And guys, as like a little life update, Joey, tell us where you moved to and what you're doing now and also your like passion project side hustle that you've got going on.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm glad I get to plug it. So I'm originally from Jersey, uh, went to college in Philly, and then after I graduated, I accepted a job over at Amazon and got to move, or I, I guess I had to move, over to Seattle, so literal, total opposite side of the country. So yeah, I'm living in Seattle. I moved there in June of 2021, so I've been there almost a year now. And I have a lot of new friends, get to explore a whole new city, a whole new coast. Time difference is a little weird, but it's been really awesome. And then in terms of my little side... Passion project, kind of like you have this podcast. I have a newsletter, an entertainment and media newsletter. You know about upcoming shows, what shows are getting canceled and renewed, what's going on in media. You know who's buying what, what's going on in streaming services, things like that. So go subscribe to that. I'll have Tina like post it on the Instagram. Can you something. give
0: us the name? You didn't even oh, say oh, it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Media holic is the name. You know, alcoholic or addiction to media. So yeah.
0: Love the name, love you, and I'm so excited. Well, first of all, I love the newsletter. Like, guys, you can actually like respond to Joey after, and I'm always like, oh, I love this update, or "Mm, (laughs) not a fan of like whatever's happening in this side of the industry. So, guys, check it out. I'll have it in the show notes, and before, because I'm very bad at giving up control, I'm just gonna like virtually hand you the mic because guys joey's going to be interviewing me which we've never done on the show before so nervous excited puking throwing up all the above
1: hey you know what we're gonna have a great time first of all thanks for having me so glad that i kind of get to do this on your hundredth episode first of all congrats on that yeah so i have a few questions prepared for you and then we actually had some of our friends of the pod on our Sunday Scaries poll on the Instagram, submit some questions and we can go over to some of those top few ones afterward. So to kick it off, I will ask you what you just asked me that you asked, you know, all the people on your pod. How old are you, Tina? And what's one random fact that you learned in your 20s?
0: I am 24. And whenever someone turns this question back on me, I freeze up because I'm like, do I talk about life? Do I talk about career? Or do I talk about dating. I'd say one of the most important thing, I think this has been such a theme that I talk about a lot. So I won't talk about friendship as what I've learned, even though that's been really impactful for me in terms of just, you know, conserving your energy for who wants to give it to you. Absolutely. But I will say in terms of career, you have to make the best of your situations. And you also have to understand that what is meant for you is going to find you. Because when I was unemployed for what, six, seven months last year, I was down so bad. I was feeling imposter syndrome. I had so many thoughts of why I was I wasn't getting hired, which really wasn't good for my mental health because I was just spiraling downwards. But once I got this role that I'm in now, I am like, I am so happy that I had to go through all of those interviews, all of those external projects because working in media, they need to see what you're able to do before Mm -hmm. they hire you. So having to do all those projects prepared me for doing the project that I need to do for my current role. And now I've been there for a year. And by the time this episode comes out, a year and a month, exactly. Wow! So I'm very thrilled of where I'm at career wise. Mm -hmm. But it just goes to show that as Serena Kerrigan says, because she's the one who I got this quote from,
1: Rejection is just redirection. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, that's I like think. Everything my.
1: happens for a reason. Snaps to that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm glad that you finally got to answer your own little question. So, <laughs> so we're going to have some more deep questions and we'll just have some more fun questions. So let's just kick it off with something a little bit light. Who is your dream guest on the podcast? No restrictions. And what topic would you want to discuss with them?
0: Ooh, okay. Ah... I've actually never thought of this because whenever I do reach out to people to be on the show and they say yes, I low key freak out because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. I'll have to say Black Bear because he's my favorite musician of all time. And I think that he's got a lot going on in his head and he hasn't had the opportunity to really sit down and talk about his music journey. Do I think that Zane Lowe would be a really good interviewer for Black Bear? Yes. But as someone who, Love Zane Lowe, wants to be him. And for those who don't know, Zane Lowe is a radio DJ and host who is on Apple Music. He is great at interviewing people. I totally recommend going on YouTube, looking him up because his stuff, his videos are so great and he gets really in depth with your favorite artists. But yeah, I'd have to say Blackbear just because I've been listening to him since 2016 and I feel like I've grown with him. In terms of female side of things i'm still gonna stick with music i would love to mm-hmm. interview ashley freaking Japani, aka halsey she's a jersey girl she's also got a lot of things going on in her brain and i think we just vibe i love Plus, that. she's a new mom so i would love to like hear her thoughts
1: yeah i feel like a cool conversation would be around being pregnant while you're famous and you have to kind of like take a halt on like your projects and things like that like i think that's very interesting Mine would probably be um, Kim Kardashian, and I would talk to her about her sex tape.
0: Show stuff. Wait, <laughs> did you listen to that episode with the podcast "Not Skinny, But Not Fat"? I think that's what the yes, show is
1: called. Yes, yes.
0: Amanda did a great job, or Amanda, as she goes by.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Next question: What have you learned throughout your first set of a hundred episodes?
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, you so- can give
1: like maybe three like main points if you can.
0: Um, Okay. Well, first of all, okay, this was the one thing because I was listening to a lot of podcasts during quarantine because this podcast started April of 2020. And there was the CEO of Dear Media, which is a podcast company. His name is Michael Bostick, And he said, your first 25 episodes are the hardest. Once you get to 25, then it's like easy money. You've got it going on. So That was my biggest goal to just get to 25, to not be seen as quote unquote a failure, even though you're not a failure if you stop at like episode five. But I just fully had that in my head that I needed to get to 25. So once I did that, it became easier to just shoot the shit and talk on the show, Mm -hmm. even if I wasn't exactly sure what the vibe was with different guests. I also learned that it's okay to ask for help because towards like episode, I think it was like maybe around episode 58 or whenever I took my little podcast hiatus, I was so burnt out. I wasn't having fun with the podcast. I was just over it. Mm -hmm. So once I asked people for help when it came to social media and like editing the episodes, that became such a relief where now it's fun for me again. Mm -hmm. And I'd say the third thing that I learned was – You're going to have some opposing views with people. And I think when I first started, I just would laugh it off and not want to, you know, cause any discourse. Right. Whereas now I love to question people who like I have opposing views with to the point that I really want to find more guests that don't agree with what I'm saying because I'm just, I'm one perspective and it's not just politics wise, it's religion, it's life, it's dating. So I mm-hmm. want to have more people who don't agree with me just, you know, for the content for the plot.
1: I think that that's really actually interesting. You know, I mean, us as viewers, and you as a host, right? Like, that's something you can challenge yourself to do. I feel like a part of the reason why you do this is to grow and learn a lot about people and, and new things. And I think that's a great way to kind of do that. So I, I definitely think that going forward, you should try to find people who might have opposing views and just hear them out and and also just have a conversation, right? Because I think that that's something that needs to happen and we need to do as like humans all the time anyway.
0: Exactly. And when I was doing Sunday Scaries a couple weeks ago, as I was writing out these questions and like posting them, I was thinking to myself, everyone knows my stance on pretty much everything. Because if I'm not talking about it on the podcast, you can tell based off of the questions that I'm asking. And so now my goal is to figure out, okay, yes, I have my own views on certain things, but how do I frame questions so that way everyone feels comfortable to ask? Because when we're doing the polls, sometimes, yeah, there are questions that get a lot of engagement, get a lot of shares, which by the way, guys, not to plug, but please share the polls if you want to start a conversation with literally anyone, because there are some heated debates, even in our group chat. (laughs) about them in terms of just framing those questions so that way everyone feels like it's a safe space and the thing is I'm the only one who's looking at these results and I would never share who's voting on what because that's the podcast and the polls are meant to be a safe space just so you can you know get a feel for what other 20 somethings are thinking Mm -hmm. so definitely that's like another goal of mine and something that I'm trying to do more of
1: I love that Okay, so we can hop right into our next question. Kind of spinning off that, I mean, I think it kind of spins into what have you learned, but what have actually been your biggest challenges while doing the podcast?
0: Oh my gosh, knowing when to shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so hard. Yep. Cuz I love to get in my head. And this isn't just on the show, like I can be having a conversation with someone and then once the conversation's over, I'm going to go home, sit down, and I'm going to replay that conversation in my head numerous Mm -hmm. times so it's like okay when do i stop talking when do i let the guest be the one to speak their truth and tell their stories because yeah this show is mine but i tell every single guest that's on this is also your episode and this is your time to speak and say whatever the heck you want so i don't want to take that away yep i also will say having a podcast and dating can be a little difficult because when it comes to the apps, because most of the guys I've met or I'm seeing I've met through dating apps, they're like, oh, what's your Instagram? I hate when they ask me that because I do love a good look. I love a good follow, even though I will not follow them back. But, but I, their question as soon as they find my Instagram is, oh, wait, you have a podcast question mark. No, it's just on my Instagram bio for no reason. You tap on it and it says hosted by Tino O'Gallo. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a podcast, White. Right. Then they want to try and listen to the episodes. And I'm very transparent. Mm -hmm. One guy that I was seeing for a very long time, he would never listen to the show because he knew that I was talking shit about him on it, Mm -hmm. which in terms, you know- some people might see as immature, but I, I love talking crap about him on here. So it's like, where's that fine line? Because I always tell my dates now. I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast, but don't listen to it for like <laughs> our first five dates. Once we start to get to know each other, it's different. And like I appreciate it when they listen and talk to me about it after. Right. But for those first couple of dates, I'm begging because I don't want them to listen to – podcast tina before meeting me in person right sometimes podcast tina doesn't give a fuck Right. (laughs) Me. i'm a little more reserved not that much but just a little more
1: tina it gives me flashbacks to when we were in like high school and you would go on your little rants on snapchat so that's podcast tina but in a new way and the the remastered version
0: we actually that is guys i was a menace on snapchat like, I took no prisoners. I remember this one time – they don't listen, so it's – I at least I hope they don't listen. There are these girls that were in our grade, and they were just being very slut-shamey, I guess, in, like, to my actions, what I was doing at parties. Like, I was just having a great time, let me just say it right now. And so – this sounds so messed up. I don't even know if I should say it, but I'm not going to say the nickname out loud because that is meant for those in the group chat and those who might be from our high school that might remember. But I gave them a nickname and was like, they always be in my business. And up in like who I'm kissing, what I'm doing, please stay out of it. That's honestly the PG version. I was bad. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I miss that. Should I bring them back?
1: <laughs> this is bringing them back, this podcast. So,
0: <laughs> I need better nicknames now for people, though.
1: True. Yeah. I'm pretty good at that. So, honestly, I just call everyone by their interim name.
0: Meanwhile, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've had nicknames like someone was called Moneybags, someone was called Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Gilligan's Island knows he's my best friend. So, like one of my best friends. So, it's fine. But I'm still not going to tell you guys who it is. Joey, you know, though. Do I? Yeah. I have to it's- think about
1: it. We'll chat offline. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled out a work phrase. Okay, I'm going to go into the next question. So we've been talking about people listening to the pod and engagement with the Instagram and things like that. So I wanted to check in about how do you feel like with your engagement with your listeners and your viewers, have you hit the viewership levels that you thought you would? And what keeps you kind of dedicated to creating these, even if maybe one time there might not be a ton of viewers or something like that, you know?
0: Yeah. Wow, I've never like answered this question, Jelly. This is a good one. I think one. this is a great
1: one for for this.
0: Yeah, it is. Okay, so when I first started, everyone was in quarantine. And so everyone was listening to podcasts. And as we've started to become social and like people are outside again, even though Miss Rona is still around, it's been the listenership has been going up and down. But I will say the past six or seven months has been the greatest growth that I've seen. Mm-hmm. In the over two years that I've been doing this show, and I really think it's because I'm being more thoughtful with who I'm having on the show. Yep. It's the fact that I'm consistent with Sunday Scaries because I was doing these polls back in 2020, but I would do them for like three weeks straight and then not do them for three weeks. Yeah, yeah. This year, I'm really proud of myself because I have not missed a Sunday. Even the Sunday that I was in Nashville, my friends were sat down with me at a table on a Sunday night. And they go, Tina, what about Sunday Scaries? Like to the point where I know people look forward to it and people Mm -hmm. are in my DMs saying like Sunday Scaries are my favorite. Yeah. So even seeing how people were, I'd say, engaging with Sunday Scaries like the first few times that I did it compared to now, it's consistent growth week to week, which is really exciting because when it comes to podcasting, I have just made the conscious decision to never – share exactly like how many listeners okay. I have, how many yep. downloads I have of all time because of the fact that, and this is something that Tink's taught me, comparison is the thief of joy. So while there are yep. some podcasts who have in their bio, we have 50,000 downloads or we have 5,000 downloads, like a million thousand downloads. I am not paying attention to that because I know that my growth is going to be different and my path is going to be different from everyone's. In order to see it grow, I really am. I'm so happy with the growth that the podcast has seen over the past few months. Mm-hmm. It's because I decided to give some of my responsibilities away to other people in order for me to be intentional with who's coming on the show, what we're talking about, what questions I'm having. And, you know, I feel like 2020 has been looking been looking pretty good. So who knows? Did you what. just say
1: 2020?
0: No. Oh, fuck.
1: (laughs) It's 2022.
0: You know, these past few years are just like a blur, but 2022 (laughs) is looking good. And I think I'm really excited to see how the rest of the year plays out.
1: That's awesome. I love to hear that. I wanted to say, so I guess kind of spitting off of that, have you seen when you have like a bigger named guest that might have a lot of followers and stuff like that? Do you see a spike in your engagement and viewership?
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. 1000%. When I had were Roxy and Natalie from 20-somethings Austin on because the show had just come out on Netflix Mm -hmm. and they were sharing the show. So it was just a huge spike. It was one of my most listened to episodes ever. It was also, granted, there was two of them. So compared to only having one person share an episode compared to two, and that's the thing. It's also like when I have guests on, Mm -hmm. I'm doing these episodes for you guys. I want you to listen and I want you guys to be engaged from week to week. But also, you know, from the marketing standpoint and putting on my nine to five hat right now, I want whichever guest is on to share the episode. So that way their followers are like, oh, what's this? I want to listen. I want to see what this person is talking about. So, yeah, definitely. There was one time even um, Eli, who is amazing. She was I forget exactly what number, but I had her on this year. And she was the, your hot girl's guide to Galentine's Valentine's Day. She shared a clip that wasn't even from her episode. And I saw a huge spike in that post, that social post alone, Mm -hmm. even within that episode, just because she was like, yeah, I really love this quote in this excerpt from this episode. So it's really cool to like be able to have those relationships with guests that I wasn't friends with before. When someone does something like that, it just makes me feel so appreciative because it reinforces, yeah, people are like, they're relating to the episode. So even if you're not a guest, guys, please don't, do not feel bad or do not hesitate to post it on your story. Send it to a friend. You know, that's my call to action every time.
1: Support the pod, mama.
0: (laughs) Please.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, Tina. So- The next question I had, kind of speaking about the engagement, maybe people who have more followers and then share it and it gets that good viewership. Who has been your favorite guest on the pod and why? Ah! Don't hold back. I know I was on there and I already know that I was the best guest, but I want you to choose your own.
0: (laughs) The best guest. Oh, God. No, that's so difficult because I really do enjoy so many of the episodes. Let me grab my phone. I before this, I was like Tina, you literally need to remember all 99 episodes before this and I know that I couldn't
1: so say I th- them all right now.
0: Oh my gosh, hmm. I wish my memory does not suit me that well. Okay, I think Oh, this is so hard. Okay, can I do instead? Can I do one from each category like career, life and dating? Go for it. Okay, so for career, I don't think this is exactly career but i think it was a very beneficial episode Mm -hmm. it was how to be rich on your own terms with Lindsay, aka your money bff i don't know what number that was but the episode came out december of 2021 so there's that in terms of dating oh this is a two-way tie this is a two-way tie between alana dunn who is the host of seeing other people I love Alana, like I love her podcast, seeing other people. So to get Mm -hmm. her on was great and she's so kind. So having her on was great because we just got to really talk about like both of our dating experiences, how they're similar and different. And then having Dre Smith on, he was on March of 2021, was really fun because he was calling me the F out. He was like, Tina, this is not right. What Mm -hmm. are you doing? He goes, these are so many red flags. Are you okay? So talking to him, hearing about his experiences and how he met his now wife was cool. And then what's the last category? I need one about life, don't I? I'll say, okay, there's one episode that I think was fun that may or may not be out already, so I don't want to spoil it. So I'm not going to say that one. Mm -hmm. I would say it was pretty recently see the thing is because i'm saying the more recent episodes right now because or guests right now because that's the ones that are most fresh in, in my memory. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah right you've been doing it for so long now it's kind of hard to remember every episode
0: yeah but i would say brianna thompson who was also december of 2021 okay. because she was very much giving older sibling advice and just saying you need to conserve your energy this is what i've been through And if you want to succeed in whatever aspect of your life, then you have to, like, take the time to work on yourself. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't no sugarcoating, vague, general type of advice. It was actual concrete examples and thoughts and ways to better yourself. And those are my favorite episodes. When someone actually says, this is what you need to do, this is how you do it, and this will be your result. Because that's what we're here for. So mm-hmm. she was fab to have on.
1: I don't think I've heard that episode, so I'm definitely going to probably check that one out. I need some older sibling advice always. So It
0: was so good. I literally was smiling during the recording the entire time, and like she didn't have <laughs> her camera on, so I'm just cheesing to myself. I was like, this is great. <laughs>
1: I love that. Okay, so now, now that you've completed 100 episodes and you're kind of hitting this milestone, what is next for the pod? And do you see yourself expanding your brand? And if so, kind of how?
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay, where do I see? Where do I see the pod next? Totally honest, I didn't think I'd ever get to 100 episodes. Yep. I knew the 25, like I was saying earlier, that was going to happen. I was mm-hmm. convinced. 100 episodes, I wasn't really sure. I think speaking it into existence, I would love for the show to be a part of. A network, does that mm-hmm. mean would it, would in your 20s go into some kind of rebrand? Yes. I do feel like it's a part of me. So if there was a rebrand, the title would have to be very, it have to be phenomenal. Do I see the show possibly having another host? Honestly, yeah. I don't think I want to do it just by myself. I think the best way to grow is with other people. So even though I'm not like actively looking right now. Right finding someone who is just as passionate because this show is my baby so I want someone who is going to like put their all that we work together well vibe together so that way we can grow it so those are just like two things I would love to see for the show within the next you know 100 episodes I Even
1: think then, those are both really unique so
0: <laughs> the thing like is- that's a
1: big step especially like thinking about getting an additional host like that's super unique
0: And it's so difficult. The thing is, okay, Joey has said this to me multiple times because him and the rest of the people in our group chat, also guys, like Joey and I have known each other since we were six or five. So he's seen a lot. But (laughs) they always say, like, I trust people too much. And I've had that experience with people that I've had help me on the podcast in the past. Not everyone, but like certain people. So I really need to be diligent if there Mm -hmm. is another host because if there's another host, they're stuck with me. Like they are not leaving. They are stuck for at least two, three years. We are in a committed relationship if that were to happen. So there's that in the management company or the podcast network. That's something down the line that I would love. Mm -hmm. And then what was the other question you asked?
1: Do you see yourself expanding your brand?
0: One thousand percent. I love podcasting, but... And I say this every time. I want to be Ryan Seacrest. I want that man's job. I want his check. I want his coin. The only thing that he can have is Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve because I love that holiday. I one thousand percent love to be on camera. I love being able to talk with people, and whether that's just hearing their stories or talking about entertainment news and celebrity news, that's really enticing to me. So. The podcast was always meant to be a starting point. And yep. I wanted to be able to jump off from there when I wasn't working. And while I was still in school, I was like, the podcast is a way to show people what I've got and yep. that I can do the job. I mean, granted, you probably would still have to interview me, but I've got this experience that not everyone has. Yep. Not everyone can say that they have 100 episodes under their belt.
1: Absolutely. Well, one, it just shows your commitment. Two, it shows. You do everything or you started doing everything. I know now you have some assistance, but you're working a nine to five job, which I know that you work crazy hours also. So (laughs) on top of that, you're still doing kind of like writing, producing, booking, all these like people and stuff like that and doing it consistently and then also running the whole Instagram and things like that. So it's a lot of commitment. And I think you're totally right where it shows a lot of skills that would be used so you can become the next Ryan Seacrest. You know, Ellen's last season's here. So go take over, please.
0: You know, I am ready. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for to take James Corden's carpool karaoke. Oh, you're right.
1: You're right. He's done too.
0: Put me in that car with Harry Styles. It's over. It is <laughs> over. And I know I'm not even his type, but I am like, let's go, baby. So, yeah, we'll see. But those are definitely some of the things that I want to do. And hopefully you guys see me on screen sooner rather than later.
1: <laughs> I love that. I want to see you on the screen. And you better take me to a red carpet. You
0: already know. You're the first person. You've been asking like even before I got my most recent job. So don't worry, honey. And also you've walked a red carpet before me. Mm -hmm, Yeah, It was a
1: pink carpet for Drag Race.
0: (laughs) Was that All Stars?
1: Uh, No, it was season 12 and then COVID happened.
0: Oh my so, gosh! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you've walked a red carpet before me. So maybe I should be asking you to. Yeah, but I need time.
1: to go to an award show. So let's make that happen.
0: I forgot you. Okay. Yeah. That's I got on my
1: you. bucket list. So we got to do that.
0: I got you. Will you come back to Jersey or New York for it? Yeah.
1: Let me know. I'll fly in, or we can meet in L.A. Ooh. Okay. Honestly, let's do that one. <laughs> you <laughs> know, I love good. the West. <laughs> so now to take things a little bit more personal, I think it does tie into the last question about where you see the pod and then expanding your brand. But where do you see yourself in the next five years and maybe even 10 years, right? Do you still see yourself, you know, working in social? Do you want to pivot to a strategy role more? Even though I know you do obviously strategy for social and stuff like that. But kind of curious if you have thought about that. Do you still want to live on the East Coast? Do you still see yourself in Hoboken? Do you want to go to the city? Like, what's next for you?
0: Okay, in five years. So I will be 29. I hope that I'm engaged by that point because I literally want to be with child when I'm 30.
1: With child. (laughs)
0: Like, let me knock on wood. I want to be with child and pregnant by the time I'm 30. And like with a husband too, ideally. No, not even ideally. We're knocking on wood. I'm going to have my husband (coughs) and my child. At that time, I do want to move out west for at least two years for a Mm -hmm. year. And like, if I hate it, then I come back. Ideally, two years.
1: You couldn't do it when I'm there? Seriously? No,
0: I know. You could have lined up. I messed up, especially because now that I'm in Hoboken. Okay, here's the thing. I thought I was going to live in Hoboken for two years max, and then I was going to move out west. But then I thought to myself, even though I don't really care that much what people think, but I was like, how much of a clown will I look like if I move out to California and everyone goes to me, oh, you live in Hoboken? And I'm like, they're like, where's Hoboken? Oh, you know, right across the Hudson from New York City. It's literally a 10 minute train right away. Then why didn't you just live in New York? I just want to avoid that question at all costs because I know it would happen. So New York will be the next step. And then I don't know for how long, West Coast for two years, and then come back here to start the family. Mm -hmm. That's personal-wise. I mean, in 10 years, I'll be 34. I hope to be with two, maybe three children, probably getting ready for my fourth. And then life-wise or career-wise, I just want to – I don't see myself in social. I love social media and it's given me a lot of great opportunities, but I know mm-hmm. it's not my end goal and it's yep. not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So do I see myself still in like the social media side of things in five years? Yeah, but a complete hands off kind of vibe where mm-hmm. if anything, I'm just overlooking creative assets before they go live. Right. I want to be you know, overseeing the creative assets because I do see myself being talent, being on air. I would like to get a big time celebrity interview in the next five years and within 10 years. I hope to be like a resident correspondent of some kind for an entertainment platform. That'd we need to get you. you
1: to e-news. Like I need you on e-news right you know, now.
0: I would love that. But also they don't even have e-news anymore because they canceled it. So now it's nightly pop and daily pop. Yeah. I would love to be on one of those shows or even Erin Lim, the Snapchat show, yeah. The Rundown. Give me something like that. Like I know I would thrive in that situation.
1: No, absolutely. I know you would.
0: Yeah. So that's well, going to be me. <laughs> yeah. I love that.
1: I love those plans. Well, I want you to come out West Coast now so that way you can come back together. But, you know, I'll let Well, when fly, are you planning
0: on coming back?
1: Uh, I just re-signed a lease. So I'll be there for at least another year and then probably make my way back over here. But I don't know, because a lot of my friends want to go to San Diego, and I would try that out.
0: Okay, San Diego's nice, and it's so chill, like in a great way. Yeah. You still party, but have you been?
1: Nope. Ah. I just know from base everyone like talking about it. Like everyone says if you're going to go anywhere in California, you go to San Diego. And I only, it's, it's pretty expensive, but.
0: I only went once. It was I went with Chris, who was also on the show, because his episode was about like being a Marine.
1: Mm-hmm. And so
0: I low I didn't bully him. <laughs> he went to Marine Ball, and I didn't know that Marines went to Balls when he first joined Enlisted. So then I was like, I need to go. Let me go with you the next time. And so he let me go. And I wasn't 21, but I had a fake ID. So I had a great time <laughs> down there. I love there. that for you. I love
1: <laughs> that for you. And I'm glad that they worked, the fake.
0: Oh, yeah. Because we, me and Joey were on the same order. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I literally probably went through like four different fake IDs over the years. So I love that for us. Oh, but now gosh. We're- 24. Scary. Oh, wait. The other thing I forgot to say too, when you were talking about, you know, five years down the line, you'll be 29, then you're ending the pod because you're not in your 20s anymore.
0: That's why I need the that's rebrand.
1: Thing. <laughs> you're like, going to switch it to just in your 30s and like delete every old episode.
0: That's what everyone keeps saying. They're like, Tina, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I have no idea. Also, I didn't even mention the podcast when it came to my plans. I could see myself podcasting for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll just be in your 20s. I feel like. That would be a very long time to have a podcast. Kind of like, you know, how a show, like, let's not use Grey's Anatomy as an example. But like, something like Scandal, which lasted for six-ish or seven years, at some point it runs its course, so. Yeah, absolutely. We'll find out.
1: (laughs) And then it'll somehow get rebooted in five years later, like every streaming service is doing right now.
0: Exactly. I'll have my own spinoff in your 30s. (laughs) (laughs) No, exactly.
1: Okay, so now I want to kind of close out with pulling some questions from our listeners or your viewers from the Sunday Scaries poll of some questions that they have for you. So, the first one is How do you juggle working and being consistent with the podcast as well as social life? It's
0: really difficult. I actually talked about this with my therapist the other day because Mm. I am spiraling, especially because my job, it's like I do work overtime. It's not just nine to five every day. There are some days where I'll be working nine to seven, nine to eight. If we have a set day, I'll be working from eight to 10. Like you never know. So when I'm asking for help has been so beneficial, I do need to start setting boundaries of when I stop working. So what my therapist and I have started to put in place is that I am supposed to wake up at seven, get anything done that I need to personalize if I want to do anything for the podcast. If I needed to shoot content for a brand or something, do that from seven to ten. Like also, if I want to work out, go on a walk, whatever. And then I'll do my ten to six. And if I have to work overtime, I do. But as soon as ten o'clock rolls around, that's when I stop doing whatever. If there's anything left for me to do for that day, I just put it onto the next day's plate. And then from 10 to 12, it's just me relaxing, reading, and then going to bed. So that's the schedule that we're working on. I haven't done it yet. It's going to take a lot because I'm very much a night owl and I hate waking up early. So I'm still working on that. And then also just making sure that I do have my Tina days and my Mm -hmm. Tina time because like right now I'm really overwhelmed. So I know that I'm down here at my parents' place recording this because when I'm home, I feel way more serene, less stressed. And then I can like have a Tina day where I'm just by myself the entire time. So juggling it is difficult, but having, I have three calendars that are all in sync. My personal, Mm -hmm. my work one, and the podcast one. I've got my planners, keeping my to-do list. And just knowing that everything on your to-do list isn't going to get done. So making sure that you put the top, Nine months first. Yep. Yeah. And then let the smaller ones, which can also sometimes be the most annoying ones, trickle down.
1: Yeah. I think that that like flows into like everyone's lives too. It's like juggling everything and it's a constant work in progress for everyone because things change and, you know, you got to put yourself first sometimes. So I definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah. And priorities change. Like I'm in my busy work season, so work is my priority right now. But if you asked yeah. me two months ago when I was like chilling because I didn't have any shows on the air… Mm -hmm. The podcast was mine. So I was recording like 10 interviews in a month. Now I'm over here scrambling to find people because I'm trying to like send emails, but I also have work as my priority. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: They're never going to be leveled ever.
1: Absolutely. Okay. So then the other fan viewer question is, have you found certain themes in things people wish they knew in their 20s?
0: Big time when it comes to friendships, they're like, literally, it goes back to the whole conserving your energy, give energy to those who are going to give energy back to you. Yep. Some friends are going to fade. You're not going to be as close to everyone. The people that you knew in high school, the people that you knew in college, and that's okay. Even the people that you know in your early 20s compared to your late 20s, that's probably the biggest one. Dating, everyone, even the people who are in long-term relationships, it's like dating is always difficult. No matter what age you are, no matter where in life you are, I do realize that I want to talk to more people who are in long-term relationships because I've been talking about dating, but I haven't mm-hmm. been talking about dating in relationships. Yep. So that's something. And yeah, I feel like those are the most common themes. And in terms of life, it's like, I think I have like three episodes, all within different industries, but all of the episodes have the same premise of- Do what you love. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, money is important. I mean, we live in a capitalist society. We need money to survive.
1: To do things right.
0: Yeah, but like, if you love what you do, you're going to not be as miserable.
1: (laughs) Yep, yep.
0: Because there are some miserable people out there who hate their jobs.
1: Absolutely. Okay, so Tina, those were the last viewer questions I wanted to go over. But to finish us off, is there any – you've done 100 episodes now. Is there any – signing off words or words of encouragement or anything that you really just kind of want to say, get off your minds after, you know, now that the interview's turned to you, right? Ooh,
0: I don't know, guys. It's like so mind-boggling to me. And I would never say to use a number as your goal. I mean, if that's how you are, then go for it. Me working in social media, like in my first job, we were very like focused on analytics. Whereas now... I'm still on social media, but we don't pay that much attention to it. And it has given me such a breath of fresh air. So that's where I'm taking this podcast and what Mm -hmm. I'm doing next. It's like I'm not paying just attention to the numbers because that's going to make you upset, you know, And whatever you're doing. Don't focus solely on just one thing. I'm very much a big picture person. If there's anything I could say, it's just make sure that you're happy. And if something doesn't feel right, it probably isn't. So to go with your gut – Mm -hmm. And there are going to be times where people make fun of you, don't agree with what you're doing, think it's just a little hoax. But if you don't at least try, then you're going to regret it. I started this podcast when I originally wanted to. I would be in like episode 120 by now, you know? So just taking that time to really just say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And also finding yourself. I've never said this. When I first started the podcast, I was trying to embody Call Her Daddy with Alex Cooper and Sophia Franklin. Like that was what I was trying to do. And now I'm realizing that's absolutely not me. I am not the type, even though Call Her Daddy and Sophia's podcast have both evolved over time. But I was never going to be those older or like those first Call Her Daddy episodes. So I'm finding my own footing. And that's where it goes back to comparison is a thief of joy. So keep focused on yourself, ask your friends, ask your family for advice when you can, and ask people in your industry if you can. But also like know that your journey is your own. So shoot the shit (laughs) and just have fun with it.
1: (laughs) Bam. I love those like last words, recommendations. And also like, I like hearing from you, like I had a lot of good advice from you because you do this podcast and you've learned from so many other people's mistakes, issues, situations. So everyone listen to Tina. <laughs> anyway, if you are listening to this, give it a little clap so we can congratulate Tina on 100 episodes of In Your Twenties. Ooh. And let's hope for 1,100 more to go.
0: Oh my gosh. Can you, <laughs> that literally makes me so nervous. Joey, thank you so, so much for doing this. I knew that When I won the 100th episode, I was like, it needs to be Joey. Like, there's (laughs) no one else. Also, I've called you Joey so many times on this show or, like, on this episode today. And I never call you Joey.
1: I know. It's so funny.
0: I always call him Joseph. So I'm like, who am I? (laughs) But also, we need you to plug where everyone can find you because they can find me. Like, I'm always on this mic. But where can people find you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can find me on Instagram or TikTok at Joey Uchi. J-O-E-Y-U-C-C-I. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Joseph Yucci. We can talk about work. I'm big into career, so happy to do that as well. And then subscribe to my media and entertainment news newsletter called Mediaholic, which Tina will put in the show notes as well. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tina.
0: Thanks for coming on. I can't wait for you to come back for the 200th episode.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Same, same.
0: Guys, thank you so much for listening. It has been quite the journey these past 100 episodes, and we're only getting started, baby. I will see you guys next Wednesday, and until then, share this episode with a friend, review the podcast wherever you listen, and until next Wednesday, have a good one. Bye. Yeah.